good. Yeah, so Ephesians 6 verse 10 reads, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You know, there's never, there will never be a time as this, or there will never be a time where you need to be strong as a Christian in such a turbulent time. So I believe God wants to encourage each and every one of us to find strength in a, in, in a time where things are going wayward, um, things are uh, a little bit haphazard one way or the other, in, with respect to every aspect of life. But for we, the children of God, God is speaking a word unto us that, listen, this is a time not to quit. This is not a time to be faint-hearted. This is not a time to be weak. But this is a time to be strong. Hallelujah. And we need strength. Hallelujah. We need strength. As a Christian, you need strength. Uh, you cannot go through this Christian journey not armed with strength. If the Holy Spirit doesn't empower you with that strength, uh, there will be a shipwreck of your destiny. Because there will be so many opinions, so many thoughts, so many schools of thoughts that will come across your way and you can buy into any of those. But um, tonight, God is speaking strongly to you that be strong. Yes, the Spirit of God is saying that be strong in the power of His might. Not in any other power, but in the power of His might. Hallelujah. In the power of Jesus' might. So the Spirit of God is strengthening us, helping us build fortitude in such a time as this. Systems are shaking. Everything that needs to be shaken, I believe strongly, is being shaken already. The economies are being shaken. The health sector is being shaken. The finance industry is being shaken. Every aspect of life is being shaken. Even the church is being shaken. Hallelujah. Yes. But in a time as this, this is when we need the strength. The Bible says that how small is your strength when in the days of adversity you fall. It is not in the time of adversity. That's when you have to fall. That is a time to rather display great amount of strength. Hallelujah. To be strong in the Lord is to be a strong Christian. Hallelujah. To be strong in the Lord means that you have to be a strong Christian. Um, I, I want to talk about a few areas of your life where you need to develop strength. Hallelujah. So let's see the definition of these things that I'm talking about. What, what, what does it mean to be strong in difficult times or in turbulent times? What does it mean to be strong? I'm, I'll, I'll just enumerate a few points. To be a strong Christian means that you need to develop a deeper Christian life. Psalm 42 verse 7 says that deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water sprouts, all thy ways and all thy videos are gone over me. So to be a strong Christian means that you need to develop strong roots, deep roots. You know, there are plants that have uh, shallow roots when it rains, you see them washed ashore. And then there are others also, because of the root system that they've developed that has gone deep down the earth, they are able to withstand flood. The flood will come, they will be able to withstand it. When there is erosion, washing away of the topsoil, they are still able to stay because they have developed very deep roots. And for us Christians also, you know, we also need to develop that because, trust me, John 16 verse 33, Jesus says, in this world, you will have tribulation. Let me, let, let me look up the scripture. John 16 verse 33. In this world, you will have tribulations. But be of good courage. I have overcome. 
So th- there is a constancy that as for this world, as long as you're in this world, there will always be challenges, there will always be, tro- there will always be problems. You will not avoid it as, uh, become, when you become a Christian, no. You won't escape that. It will be there. It is part of this life. It is a common, we can say it is a common denominator, right? It's a common denominator to the young <laughs> and to the old, to the poor and to the rich. Everyone will face a challenge, will face some form of trials and testing. So John 16:33, I'm reading from the New International Version. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Please, if, you, if do yourself a favor and then look it up. I'm reading from the New International Version. Yeah. So that when you are going through, when you are facing hard times and you are facing difficult moments, you don't try to make your case a special one. John 16:33, reading from the English Standard Version. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Those are the words of Jesus to you. So being in Jesus gives you an assurance that, listen, with Jesus in the boat, I can be able to say to the raging sea, I can be able to say to the stormy winds, become and it will become because you have the master with you. So those that are without a master, a life without Christ is a life full of crisis. Yes. As for problems and challenges, unending problems and challenges, they will not be able to see the victory of it in most cases. But for us as Christians, as believers, the Word of God is encouraging us and letting us know that, listen, that thing that you are going through, that challenge, that difficulty that you are going through, I am letting you know that you have the assurance that you will overcome it. The scripture says in the book of First John that, he that is born of God overcometh the world. So the problems of this life, I'm glad to let you know that you have overcome it in the first place by having Christ in your life. So one of the reasons why we have to also, <laughs> we have to let ourselves become vessels to be a blessing is that we want to transform the lives of others who are facing problems and challenges. Look, people are going through a lot of stuff. And for if you're a Christian at this moment, what you need to do is to build that strength so that you can be able to help others who are wallowing in you know problems and situations that they don't seem to find there's any hope at the end of the tunnel. This is a time that the church, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. This is a time to become light in the midst of darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. So what does it mean to be a strong Christian? To be a strong Christian means that to be a strong Christian is to become steadfast. The first point I said was to be a strong Christian means that you have developed deep roots in God. Deep roots meaning that you are unmovable, you cannot be washed away by any school of thoughts. You are grounded, firm and deep in the Savior's love. Hallelujah. To be a strong Christian means to become steadfast. First Corinthians 15, 58. 15 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. To be a strong Christian means that to become unmovable. What does it mean to be a strong Christian? To be a strong Christian means to become spiritual. Hallelujah. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto canal even 
as unto babes in Christ. Yeah. When you're when you're building strength and you're building the spiritual fortitude, what you're also doing is that you're becoming more spiritual because you're spending more time in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I'm just explaining reasons and the areas where we need to develop strength. To be a strong Christian, it also means that well, to become holy. Hebrews 12, verse 14. Follow peace with all men, and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. To be a strong Christian is to become mature. Is to mature in the things of God. You are not easily offended. You are not easily perturbed. When people say something, you don't take it too serious. You just laugh over it and say, no, I don't mind this person. To be a strong Christian means to be zealously affected. Always a good thing. To be strong in the Lord. To be full of zeal. You know, you are not moody. You are not moody. You are not down. You are always alive and kicking. Oh, how are you doing? Wonderful. Great. Does it mean that if something is going bad, you deny yourself and, and say that uh, you're not going through that? No. Uh, as I've said already, we are all going through something, one thing or the other. It's just a matter of perspective. But no case is a special case because we know from John 16 verse 33, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I get some amen? So that I know that you're not speaking Amen. Amen. <laughs> A rippling effect of amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, as as let me, let, I, I feel like singing one song before I continue. <laughs> We're singing majesty, majesty. Your grace has found me just as I am, empty-handed, but alive in your hand. We're singing majesty, majesty, forever I am changed by your love. In the presence of your majesty, oh majesty, majesty, your grace has shown me just as I am, empty-handed by alive in your hand, oh majesty, majesty. Forever I am changed by your love In the presence of your majesty I love you, Lord, and I live my voice to worship you my soul rejoice take joy my king in what 
You hear? right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the healing Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yes. Eyes 
are healed. They are perfected. Your sin is perfected in the name of Jesus. Yes, short-sightedness in the name of Jesus is healed. Yes, short-sightedness is healed right now in the name of Jesus. So take faith in what I'm saying right now. Be it unto you according to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, the healing power of God is present right now in the name of Jesus. And you've been also experiencing some of some kind of, uh, you feel like you showered and water entered into your ear. And you didn't take notice of it. But after some time, you've been feeling like sometimes you don't hear very well. And it's just occurring to you that, no, something is wrong with my ear, partial deafness. The healing power of Jesus, the Holy Ghost is healing you right now. In the name of Jesus, you are receiving the healing power of Christ. In the name of Jesus, into your ears, amen. you are healed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Six reasons why you must strengthen yourself. Six reasons why you have to strengthen yourself. Strengthen yourself so that you can overcome the wicked man. Hallelujah. First John 2 verse 14 says that, I have written unto you, Father, because ye have known him, that is from the beginning, I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Hallelujah. Yes. You need to strengthen yourself so that you can overcome the wicked one. Why should you be strong, and why do you have to be strong in the Lord? You must strengthen yourself in the Lord because your enemy is planning to attack you again. Yes. The enemy is planning to attack you again. Hallelujah. You don't want to be caught unaware. You don't want to be shocked. You don't want to say, what a shock. <laughs> no, you don't want that event in your life. So you have to build spiritual fortitude. You have to be strengthened in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Why should you strengthen yourself? You have to strengthen yourself so that you can run your race properly. You can run your race. You see, each and every one of us, there is a race that is designated for us to run in this life. Paul says, Paul says that the Apostle Paul, he said, run that you may obtain the prize. Yes. There is a prize set before each and every one of us. You need strength to run this race of life because this life is full of what? So many disappointments. So many rejections, so many problems, and so many issues. But you need to be empowered. You need to be strengthened in the name of Jesus to be able to run the race and obtain the, obtain the prize at the end of the day. Hallelujah. Why do you have to be strong in the Lord? I hope you are remembering my, what the things I've said, right? Point number one, strengthen yourself so that you can overcome the wicked one. My second point is, you must strengthen yourself in the Lord because your enemy is planning to attack you again. Yes. You know, the, the scripture says that pray that you do not enter into what? Temptation. I think there's a scripture like that. Watch and pray that ye, that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew 26 verse 41. Yeah. Those are the words of Jesus unto his own disciples. Watch and pray that we enter not into temptation. So we are saying that as for problems and issues, they are part and parcel of this life. And Jesus told the disciples, pray, watch. First, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Hallelujah. Okay, so the third point I said, strengthen yourself so that you can run your race properly. 
strengthen yourself so that you can run your race properly. There's a race assigned to each and every one of us. A race, a designated race, just like Apostle Paul. At the end of the days of our lives, we want to be able to confidently say that I have run the race. I have fought the good fight of faith. Those are the words that we want to say when we, you know, relax in our beds at 120, at 100, at 90, at 85. To your great, great, great grandkids, you want to tell them those things that I have run this race. It is my, it is your turn now. I'm passing the baton onto you. Yeah. But you need to be strong in the Lord to be able to do that. And I'll briefly be talking about one way to be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. So my point number four, strengthen yourself so that you can withstand in the evil day. And that is from Ephesians 6 verse 13. Let me look it up and read it. Ephesians chapter 6. The book of Ephesians 6 verse 13. Alright, so I'm going to read from verse 11 to verse 13. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, against powers. These are the things that you are fighting. You are not fighting your your brothers and sisters, or your cousin or your friends. Look at the things you are wrestling. Is it, we wrestle not. So as a, as, a, as a Christian, you need to have a spiritual mind letting you know that, first of all, <laughs> my enemy is not necessarily my brother, my sister. It's not my friend, my cousin. It's not my stepbrother. It's not my stepsister. But look at the things that are influencing those people. But against principalities, against powers, these are unseen forces against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Verse 13 reads, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. There is a definite article, meaning that one day, one day, you are going to face an evil day. Am I a prophet of doom? No. <laughs> Am I telling you that? No, but this is what the scripture is saying. It says that, Put on the whole armor of God because you need to put it on so that you can withstand in the evil day. Each and every person will come across that day in their life. Jesus came across it. The apostles came across it. You will come across it. But he's telling you, the word of the Lord unto you is that I have overcome. So be of good cheer. But in doing that, you have to build spiritual strength. You have to be, become a spiritual um, wall of fortitude to be able to stand against um, the plans and the purposes of the enemy. So the scripture says that able to withstand in the evil day, in the day, which means that it's a definite article, meaning that definitely you're going to come across a day like that. And li listen to what the scripture, how the scripture ends. And having done all, having done all to stand, you use the issue for stand. That meaning that at the end of that fight, at the end of that good fight of faith, you should not throw in the towel. You should not give up. You shouldn't say, I am tired of this life. I cannot go on. Never at all. That will, that will never be your words in the name of Jesus. But your words will be, I have overcome. Yes, I am victorious. You, you, you will shout and say that, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Amidst all the problems and the situations, yes, you are still victorious in the name of Jesus. Opposition means that what? You are opposing a position. 
<laughs> opposition, yeah, opposing opposition. Overcoming means that something is coming to you and you are going over it. I'm just explaining those words in a layman's way for you. Yeah, opposition. Yeah, so something is coming towards you and you are resisting it. How would you be able to resist it? By building spiritual strength. Oh, we have 15 minutes to go. So, why should you become strong? Why should you become strong in the Lord? Strengthen yourself so that you can help other people. Yes. There are so many people who are suffering. There are so many people who are going through stuff. And we are saying that for us as children of God, as believers, we have to become light in the midst of darkness. We have to become light in the midst of darkness. So you, can, you can't give to somebody what you don't have. You can never be a blessing of something that you don't have. Hallelujah. So we have to be strong to be able to what, um, help others. Romans 15 verse 1. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. And the last point, why you need to be strong? Strengthen yourself because it is a wise thing to be strong. Hallelujah. The scripture reads in Proverbs 24 verse 5 that a wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increase their strength. Before we go, uh, one of the ways we can build spiritual strength is becoming a spiritual Christian. Hallelujah. One of the ways to become a strong Christian, one of the ways to become strong in the midst of turbulence is to be a spiritual Christian. Hallelujah. So let's see how we can become a spiritual Christian. First um, Corinthians 3 verse 1 reads, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. You know, um, we, are, we, are, we are made up of spirit, soul, and body. Any of these three parts that will dominate you will dominate your entire life, okay? If you are dominated by your flesh, we call you a carnal Christian, a fleshly Christian. If you allow your soul to dominate you, you become a soulish Christian. And if you allow your spirit to dominate the other two components of your personality, you're a spiritual Christian. Hallelujah. So let's see how we can become spiritual. How do you become spiritual? You can become a spiritual Christian by praying often. That is why out of the seven days, we have, we have, we have, we have, we have a portion time in the morning, um, 5 a.m., 5 a.m. Um, you know, sometimes when I'm trying to say, use those uh, time zones, it just gets confusing. Five, so I just say 5 a.m. Missouri time or St. Louis time. <laughs> 6 a.m. Florida time, if you happen to be in Alaska. So 5 a.m. Um, Central Standard, right? And then 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Eastern, yeah. And then if you happen to be in California, that's two hours behind Missouri, so Pacific, that would be 3 a.m. for you. If 3 a.m. Is, is, is still not too early, you can still join us, yeah. How do you become a spiritual Christian? By praying often, yes. Prayer is the key, prayer is the key, prayer is the master key. Jesus started with prayer and ended with prayer. 
is a terrible spiritual mistake. Become a spiritual Christian by not keeping company with sinners, not being equally yoked with unbelievers. Make no friendship with an angry man. Proverbs 22 verse 20 from 24 to 25. Make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man. Thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Do not deceive. First uh, Corinthians 15 verse 33 says that do not be do not be deceived. Hey, why, why am I where's going, Rhoda? Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. First Corinthians 15 verse 33. You see, there is there is this <laughs> there is this assumption that you can just relate with anybody and just just be okay. No, no, no. You know. The Bible says that iron sharpness iron. So mm. whoever we keep company with really matters a lot. The wisdom of God will always supersede the wisdom of the world. So when we when we keep company with the right people, it doesn't it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you should not talk to um you have to be spiritual in your thinking when I'm talking. Be spiritual in the sense that when I say keeping company with the right people, keeping company with like minded people, meaning that you are spiritual. You don't need to be fellowshipping, or you don't need to keep company with people who are not in the same space with your understanding of God. You minister to them. You teach them the ways of God. But you don't let their school of thought rub on you. Somebody who is a very good friend with an atheist, and this atheist person continuously begins to bombard you with, <laughs> with, with evidence and facts of evolution. Trust me. With respect to time, you, be, you, you begin to understand him, and you begin to understand his opinions and perspectives. You begin to believe it, and then you become it. Yeah. Even the propounder of the evolution theory, Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin was on his way to becoming a priest. <laughs> what happened? He came into contact with books about evolution. That is how he also developed those thoughts. The man was on his way to becoming a pastor. <laughs> and ended up on the wrong side, yeah, because he associated with materials and information, because information brings about transformation. So we have to be careful of the things we watch, the things we hear. Are they spiritual? Do they glorify Jesus? Do they bring glory to God? No, if it doesn't bring glory to God, why are you watching it? Why are you wasting your time watching pornography? Why? Why, why, why are you watching it? Is it bringing glory to Jesus? If Jesus was in the room with you, would you be watching it? Yeah. So what about Jesus? You cannot do when Jesus is there physically with you. Receive grace not to do it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. 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 Lastly, become a spiritual Christian by walking in truth. Become a spiritual Christian by walking in truth. Stand there for having your loins get about with truth. The belt of truth is an integral part of your spiritual armor. Truth is a major part of your spirituality. A spiritual person is a truthful person. Every time you tell a lie, you remove part of your spiritual protection and thereby you become less spiritual. To maintain your spirituality, you must walk in truth. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul, the Apostle John says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Third John 1 verse 4. The grace to walk in truth. We receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord bless us. The Lord strengthen us. 
in the name of Jesus. We give God praise. We give God glory. The grace to become a strong spiritual Christian, we receive it in Jesus' name. The grace to abide in the word. The grace to maintain the constancy of fellowship. The grace to seek the will of God, to seek his face. Even in hard times, when we don't even want to do it. The grace to do the right thing. The grace to do the right thing when we don't even want to do it. We receive that grace in the name of Jesus. The Lord strengthen us. His favor shine upon us in the name of Jesus. Shall we lift up our voice and pray in tongues for a few minutes? And praying in tongues also makes you very spiritual. Hallelujah. Yes. Praying in tongues make you very spiritual. If you are on the line and you do not pray in tongues, we'll be more than happy, you know, to guide you through uh what it means to 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 speak in tongues, what's what what's it all about, what's the mystery about it. Uh we're more than happy to answer those questions for you. Uh Pastor Sam and the elders, so if you have a question with respect to speaking in tongues and what are these people saying? Feel free, no problem at all. We have all the time in this world to give you answers and, uh, and, and guide you through it. So get in touch with us, get in touch with Pastor Sam. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Pastor. 